Before you go any further, just letting you know that we will be doing these episode previews every Sunday. About 15 to 20 minutes of our Patreon-only podcast that we do every single week. If you are interested, please go check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash through the keyhole. Enjoy the preview. Through the Keyhole is fueled by Vanessa House Beer Company, located in Automobile Alley at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. Stop by the tap room and try the legendary 401k lager or the refreshing destination wedding cerveza with salt and lime. Vanessa House is always brewing something fun like the Pog Hard Seltzer or their sweet and tasty sours. Great beers for a hot Oklahoma summer as we march towards football season. Stop by the Vanessa House Tap Room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City for good drinks and family-friendly good times. Kids and pets are welcome. Yes, I mentioned kids and pets in the same sentence. Vanessa House Beer Company, the best beer in Oklahoma City. Please drink responsibly. What's up, patrons? And what's up, uh, non-patrons? You're gonna start getting a little bit of uh, a little tease of through the Keyhole's Patreon experience. So hopefully we don't, hopefully we don't scare you away too much. I'm Brady Trantham. Um, next to me via Zoom is Matt Burton. Below me via Zoom. Uh, I stress via Zoom is Peyton Guthrie. We we are not joined by Alan Kenny. He's in parts unknown. Um, as far as we're concerned, we communicated a good, a, a fair Patreon donation amount to Alan, and um, he, he's gone radio silent. I think he told I think he told Matt to like talk to his dad. So we're working on getting in communication with Alan Kenny's father so that we can find out where he is and hopefully he can be on the Tuesday pod. But everybody, I'm going to start with you, Peyton, because you got a green hat on. We do not wear green on this podcast, but you did. So what's going on? Uh, not much. I was uh, spent a, uh, we did our uh, early Christmas stuff with some family down in the uh, grapevine area, watched some uh, soccer scrimmages as well for uh, Amanda's family. But other than that, did real well. Went, yeah, I said went to Grapevine, saw the uh, Christmas capital of Texas, uh, had some uh, waffles. It, it was a good time overall. But yeah, got the green hat on, got the Harvey Club. Uh, if you guys haven't been to Harvey Baker, you go check it out. I'm trying to angle for them to be a sponsor, but they just uh, refuse to answer the emails uh, more than once. That's for sure. Intimidate, <laughs> intimidate, intimidate. And for those who are abreast through the keyhole lore, Peyton, who is Amanda? You just said oh, Amanda. like some... Yeah, is Amanda that? is the uh, she, she's the fiance who uh, Brady hooked to hook me up with uh, or set the date, set the meet cute uh, for that. So I think it was uh, what, two years ago. Went to the spring, spring game. Spring game, yeah. We uh, yeah. we we went to the library, the bar one in Norman, and I think we sat there and waited for our first round of beers for about I think twenty six minutes. I love the library, um, but for whatever reason, the service is incredibly slow. But you know, you're there for kind of like the the vibe. And yeah, uh, we, still, we still had a good time. I do remember, you know, cause Peyton, I mean, Peyton is like, he's the true gym freak on this podcast. I mean, I go to the gym too, but he's like, 
he's counting each calorie as he puts it into his mouth. It's incredible. He's got, he's got abs. It's they're real sexy, but I remember that day. (laughs) I remember that day you, you were all like, yeah, I'm still trying to like cut weight and I'm not going to drink. And then Amanda sat down and then you were immediately like, yeah, let's get a round of beers. (laughs) It's a, yes, it's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Had one, had one, had one. And boy, did that, I mean, you don't even remember now. That was no. like Tommy. That was Tommy Walker's breakout game. Was that spring game where he had like two or three carries, and he looked like by far the best running back out there. Oh well, he's welcome back, Matt. You've got to know you had on. You look like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield dragged his nuts all over Lambeau Field like an MVP. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I can get behind Baker Mayfield MVP season. I can definitely get behind that. Can he uh, but, be comeback player of the year, or is that only apply to, oh, you got hurt last year? I don't know. I don't know if he I don't know if he got hurt last year more so than just like bounced around a couple teams. He played for the Panthers. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's grounds enough. Oh, I'm very that. sorry. I'm very sorry. Do you want him to win it over your guy Tua? <clears throat> I love the Miami Dolphins. I like Tua. Um, but they 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 really responded well today. They shut the Jets out thirty to nothing. And I don't know if anybody watched that Monday night game against Tennessee last week. That was a complete and utter. Everything we're going to try will not work. Everything they're going to do is going to work, and there's just nothing you can do about that. Oh, and so our center is going to tear his ACL, and then Tyreek's going to um, roll his ankle. So it was just like okay. <laughs> yeah. So you, you respond from that game. Yes, the Jets suck, but you shut them out. You shut somebody out in the NFL. You're you're doing something right. Um, without Tyreek, so Tua, good job on you for responding really well. Without your safety net and a MVP candidate and Tyreek, but um, when the Dolphins get to the playoffs, I don't have that much confidence in uh our friend Tua if things get a little tough because that dude panics worse than Landry Jones. <laughs> But, That's okay. Um, he doesn't have to win a Super Bowl to be comeback player of the year. He just has to keep doing what he's doing. He might win it. Yeah. The, the current betting favorite is Demar Hamlin. Uh, oh, I'm not yeah. for sure if you're going to be able to beat the uh, the narrative oh, story there. God. Oh, he has I'm yet so to play glad. in the NFL regular season, but yeah. he is still on the roster. I'm so glad he's alive. Let me let me just say that before I really, really sound like an asshole. I'm so glad he's alive. The Bills are not very good this year. Put it, we'll the Cowboys it Cowboys. <laughs> Put it on the Cowboys today. Put it on the Cowboys today. Are the Cowboys losing? They lost. The Cowboys they lost. lost. In a big Blank way. Quite a bit. That they got crushed. Oh, that does not bode well, because who do the Cowboys go on the road to play next week? I think Basically, it's the Niners. If, if the Cowboys play no. on the road against anybody, <laughs> that seems to oh, be Oh, is it the issue. Dolphins? They go to the Dolphins? They go to Miami, nice. baby. Nice. CD Lamb's going to have three touchdowns, but Dak's going to throw three interceptions. And it's going to be beautiful. Uh, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, come come get this. I've been waiting for so long for the Dolphins to be good. Oh, no, I forgot silent. they already played the Niners in week uh, five and lost 42 to 10. Yeah. Rock Purdy trash. Anywho, <laughs> OU football. And yes, uh, patrons, we love you. And to those who are not... Uh, abreast to through the keyholes Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash through the keyhole where you can find content written by yours truly as well as Alan Kenny. Uh, Peyton did a great job 
uh, with his uh, film breakdowns during the season. I sure I have no doubt that when Peyton has some time on his hands, he's going to enjoy sharing some Seth the Trill uh, game game tape breakdown so we can know what to look forward to. Not necessarily for the Alamo Bowl, based on what we've heard um, from Brent Venables and from other people covering OU. It's going to be a whole bunch of Jeff Levy experience with Seth Luttrell calling the game. Uh, and that's what's going to happen when you don't have an interior offensive line. Uh, things are going to be a little tough, but um, we've got a bunch of stuff like that. We've got extra podcasts. Um, we'll have some new things as we get more time to really think, well, how do we want through the keyhole to grow? Um, but in order for a lot of that to happen, we uh, we do a appreciate and uh, need the support of the patron. And uh, we are very thankful for our patrons, commu- or our community of patrons. Um, we've made some good friends along the way. And we're looking forward to potentially making some more. So if you're so interested for more OU football content and uh, I mean, Matt's on a radio show on the franchise Monday through Friday with an OU basketball pl- alum and OU basketball is kicking just ass all over the place. So we're going to have some basketball content coming your way as well. Um, Yeah. Give through the keyhole a little bit of a shout on Patreon. And then of course our uh, sponsors, Vanessa house, Broadway and 10th hit them up. You heard that already. You know, you're going to hear the ads, but let's get to the big story, which last time we recorded guys, um, that was Tuesday, quite a bit happened. So I'm really going to, I'm paying, I'm gonna let you decide where we want to go first. Uh, Caden green hit the portal officially and wouldn't you know it? He's, he's visiting Missouri and Oregon. I just never, never would have thought it in my 22 years on this earth that he would be going to one of those two places. That is shocking to me. Um, OU's SEC schedule as well as the rest of the um, SEC schedules were released on Wednesday night and oh boy it's going to be fun and it's going to be it's going to be tough and then two very crucial players announced their return for the 2024 season which will bode well for the kids that will be arriving either in uh, January or in the summer um, highly touted uh, defensive linemen that we're all excited for, but Dejon Terry and Jacob Lacey announced they will be returning for year two under Brent Venables. So Peyton, where do you want to go first? Let's go ahead and knock out the Caden Green stuff. I mean, that seems to be the juiciest stuff. Uh, gets us to sink some teeth into. And since this is on our Patreon, this we can be a little more uh, angsty about it or a little, <laughs> or a little more uh, behind the scenes on it. Uh, I think that is, fits kind of perfect in here. Uh, I, I do want to start off uh, fairly quickly and to say, um, you know, uh, our, our fan base still seems to be shook. Just like we're still like fucking around <laughs> anytime something of note happens that's against Oklahoma. Uh, I truly don't believe Dan Landing was like in a hotel in Norman for a week <laughs> orchestrating all of this through Dylan Gabriel. Obviously, that's somewhat been a. Uh, you know, uh, rectified or clarified through uh, other other sources, but it just seems like an unhappy player who potentially was unhappy to begin with, if rumors are to be uh, believed, uh, that Brady was talking about earlier on uh, before we started recording. And then um, just, I don't know, some communication breakdown with, with money, and then, uh, you know, NIL stuff wasn't really shaking out the way he had agreed or something of that nature because of Jeff Levy was our communication guy. I don't know why you'd have someone on staff be the communication guy for NIL because you're supposed to try to separate that with uh, your collectives. Uh, current, I mean, you're supposed to be, you can be endorsed by the school, but not run by the school. So that part really doesn't make sense to me if that's truly how that was going. Um, and honestly, it shouldn't be happening. Uh, and what OU needs to do in the future is to create some sort of um, 
NIL uh, analysts like they do for recruiting or something to kind of handle that part of it, because there shouldn't be a need for, for that unless Brent was allowing him to do it, to build him up so that he can have more experience to then get a head coaching job and then leave the, the staff. Maybe that's how it goes, but it seems to me there's a communication line that got snipped. OU wasn't able to correct it in time. Caden Green finally got his excuse, and now he seems to be heading to uh, greener, um, at least the money hue, uh, greener uh, pastures. Well, good for him. And, uh, I mean, you can go a lot of different directions with this, um, but, I mean, we'll start with the fan base part that you started off with. Um, I'm not going to blame OU fans for being upset about this. I mean, this is... I mean, it just sucks. It sucks to lose a player of his caliber, especially a player that we all expect to be. Um, I mean, as good as he was this year, I mean, we expected him to start playing like an All-American, you know, as early as next season, even in the SEC. Like that was the level of player that is just walking out the door seemingly for nothing for free. Um, So, yeah, like the fan base deserves the right to be able to be upset about that. And I know that that will bring up a bunch of different tangent conversations about X, Y, and Z, but really this is a fan podcast. I'm not here to like talk about the, the trials and tribulations and the woes of the athlete. You know, like we all have tough lives, some more tougher than others for a lot of different reasons, but it's just kind of a weird circle jerk to just sit here and say, my life's tougher than yours. So, yeah, it's like that 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 does nothing for anybody anyway. Um, Caden Green, though, as upset as we are, I think we're just mainly upset of the just the notion that a player like that is just leaving for no reason because then your brain starts getting into this tailspin of like, is this going to happen a lot? Is this going to set a precedent? Are players going to start leaving OU? And look, this is a very interesting time for Oklahoma, regardless of the fact that they're going to the SEC. Because in the last three seasons, they've had a head coach who we all agree, you know, like long run, OU's better off. You know, whether or not Brent Venables is destined to be OU's fourth, you know, ne- their next great legendary head coach. I think in the long run, OU's better off without that little child, Lincoln Riley, running the program into the ground. Like he's going to run USC into the ground. Um, but still, you had a coach that at the time was still kind of looked at as one of the more elite recruiters, developers of quarterbacks. Um, one of the top 10 coaches in the country, just leave OU for another school, a, a fellow blue blood in USC, something that had never happened. And while OU has had players like great players in its history, just walk away. You know, you had Mark Spree just quit the team. It, like he ended up at Southern Miss for like five minutes, but wasn't able to play because of the rules. And then he ended up in the USFL and then got hurt he didn't go to he didn't just leave and then with the intent of going back home um for a another seemingly power 5 team i know they weren't power they were power 5 quote unquote teams back in the 80s but he wasn't going to like marcus Dupree wasn't going to Ole miss he wasn't going to mississippi state he wasn't going to a team that OU was going to have to compete against kane green could very well go to missouri where he's from in kansas city or go to oregon you know these are programs that OU are trying to recruit against there. They might have to play against in a bowl game or in a playoff game in the near future. Definitely Missouri in the con- in conference play. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just weird that this is happening to OU and it, it does kind of raise questions about like, well, how serious are we in the NIL game? And I know people close to the program that have podcasts will tell you that, Oh, the NIL 
thing is like it's it's humming and i'm sure that it is but then there are the results and we are left with the results and when you run a secret organization which is what any type of sports club is like it's it's secret um that you you hear all the 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 clichés of like like that's for the locker room or anything outside these walls we don't care about it's like well when you run something like that then it opens the door for people to speculate and that's what we do on podcasts is speculate and so when you hear oh no no no, no the NIL thing is going great and then Caden Green leaves for money reasons well then that raises the question of like well I'm sure it's great relative to college football because there's 300 college football teams but we don't care about the other 200 we care about the top 15 or 20 that we are competing against on a day-to-day basis for these players and if you are coming up short against that tier of college football then what are we doing here it's either that or this kid and I say kid because when when asked about it he he told people to go talk to his dad. So that to me sounds like a kid um, when I, I wasn't an adult until I was 24. So I, I completely connect with that. If uh, somebody asked me a, a very important question, I probably would hit when I was 19, I would have stuttered and said, where's my mom? You know, so I, I connect. He's fellow kid at the time. Um, but it was either that, oh, you just their NIL program just isn't where it needs to be. Or Caden Green and his family just were dead set on going to Missouri or Oregon regardless. And I don't know the specifics. I can't remember them. But I do remember there were rumors that Caden Green was homesick or upset during summer. And I remember his dad chirping back to Missouri fans about um, his son being happy at OU. So when I remember that shit and I see what's kind of gone on now, I'm just like, did you guys just you guys were just wanting to go, right? For one reason or the other, you just, that to me is like the most annoying part of this. This is Oklahoma and uh, we are not a stepping stone for anybody, but the results are the results. Lincoln Riley used OU as a stepping stone to USC and Caden Green is apparently using OU as a stepping stone to Oregon or Missouri. And so that, that to me is what pisses me off as a fan. Now, of course, I don't know if that's true, but again, when you don't, get the story when you don't get the story from the horse's mouth or from people close to it. Cause they want to keep everything, you know, in house. Um, well then that leaves room for me to be a dumbass on a podcast. So 